Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Hello there, Dr. Tim Jordan here. In this podcast, Raising Daughters, which I do every two weeks, today is going to contain a topic that I think we need to hear and think about more. It's about love instead of anger. We're living in very tumultuous times. There's the whole COVID pandemic is still with us, and it's really there's no end in sight. We have all the civil unrest and the Black Lives Matter movement with protests, and there's still shootings going on. It seems like every time you turn the TV set, there's another shooting. Uh, We've got the election cycle, which is starting to kick up, and so far, it's been really angry and hateful and and critical, and that's only going to get worse. There's a lot of feelings going on within adults, within kids, within the culture, a lot of uncertainty from the virus and from schools and from colleges and what kind of classes are we going to go to. There's uncertainty for a lot of people about their futures, a lot of fear, and the media is not really helping with that. There's a lot of sadness still in the culture, and it's continuing. Sadness from the losses that everybody's been experiencing. Losses, you know, from losing people to death. Losses of uh, things that people uh, have always thought that they were going to be able to do, like play sports, like having their high school seasons of sports, things like proms and last last uh, spring, homecomings, uh, being able to go to school, having a regular school year. Are you going to be able to start college like you thought you were going to be able to start college? And there's also a lot of anger and a lot of frustration that's been building and building and building. And that's why I want to address today. And the reason I, I thought about this topic was I, I came across a wonderful quote by James Baldwin. His quote goes like this. I imagine one of the reasons people cling to their hate so stubbornly is because they sense that once hate is gone, they will be forced to deal with pain. That once hate is gone, they'll be forced to deal with their pain. I think that's huge. I I agree with that so much. It reminded me of, of a lesson, a metaphor that we teach our girls that are weekend retreats, our summer camps, our school programs. The metaphor we call root beer feelings. And it kind of goes like this. This is just a quick summary because I've talked about this before. If you pour root beer into a mug, you get root beer in the bottom and foam on the top. If you keep pouring and pouring, you get more and more foam until eventually it can spill over and, quote, unquote, make a mess. So most people pour the root beer because they want the root beer, not the foam. The foam just happens to come out on top. So the metaphor is this. The foam is our anger family of feelings. Feelings like frustration, uh, anger, being mad, being hateful, being revengeful. Um, And those are feelings that we tend to express first. But they're not the, the feeling that we feel first. Because underneath that anger, just like underneath the foam, there's something more important. 
And what's more important is what we call root beer feelings. Root beer feelings are things like feeling sad, hurt, scared, embarrassed, disappointed, disrespected, overpowered, controlled. We, we go through experiences and we tend to feel those feelings first, but instead of expressing those, we tend to just express our anger. We just foam on people. And I think that's a great metaphor. I also think that another foam feeling has become anxiety for a lot of girls, that they get overloaded with lots of emotions. Instead of you know, dealing with their anxiety, it just comes out as anger, snapping at people, frustration. Think of the last time you were angry. Have it be a specific incident, and then try and figure out what were my root beer feelings underneath that anger, under that foam. And my guess is you'll come up with emotions like disrespected, or maybe you felt scared or worried, disappointed, hurt. It's important that we learn how to deal with those root beer feelings and express those, because once you do, the anger goes away. The anger is like a service emotion. It's a reaction to feeling those other things. So I want us to be forced, quote unquote, to deal with our pain. I want us to deal with that because when we do that and it's expressed, the anger just dissipates. It goes away. I decided I'm going to give you a bunch of my favorite quotes that has to do with anger and love. And I hope this is inspirational for you as much as these quotes have been inspirational for me. Let's talk about the anger part first. Martin Luther King one time said, people fail to get along because they fear each other. They fear each other because they don't know each other. They don't know each other because they have not communicated with each other. I think that's very true as we uh, look at this whole Black Lives Matter movement. There's a lack of connection, a lack of understanding because we just don't know each other. At camp, sometimes we do an exercise. We'll have the, the girls find somebody that they don't know very well and if it's a classroom of girls who, who have been in class maybe for two years or four years or six years, we tell them, pick somebody that you don't know well, very well because you've judged them in the past as being someone who's kind of different from you. Like, I'm really into sports, and they're more like a theater kid or a nerdy kid or whatever kind of kid. Pick that kid and sit down, and we give them like 10 minutes to figure out all the things that they do have in common. And we had those pairs all come back. They each kind of share together what they learned about each other. They come up with at least a half a dozen to ten, ten ways that they feel like they, that th ways that they do have things in common. And they're really surprised. Again, they just don't know each other. So we need to find ways to start to know each other better. There's a, uh, another quote that I like a lot from Heraclitus, a uh, guy from... Uh, the ancient times. And his, his quote goes like this, dogs bark at what they cannot understand. And I think we're doing a lot of barking uh, in the last six months, actually for a lot longer than that, but especially in the last six months. So we just need to start understanding each other. We need to start listening to each other. Fear tends to breed hate. I don't think hate just happens in a vacuum. I think there's context. Um, and so I think we need to do a much better job of figuring that out. Part of the reason why we don't understand people is because we're spending too much time judging them. Here's a good, good quote from Karen Salmonson. Please don't judge people. You don't know what it took someone to get out of bed, to look and feel as presentable as possible, and to face the day. You don't truly know the daily struggles of other people. 
great quote. There's a quote from a long time ago that goes something to the effect of, be kind to every child because every child is fighting their own battle. And I think that's true. I think everybody has stories. And if we really were able to sit down and, and really hear each other, like I'm able to do at my retreats, in my camps, in my counseling practice, if you could, if, if you could hear those stories, and there are a lot of stories that would break your heart because of all the adversities that, that kids are going through and that the adults around you have gone through, they would probably break your heart and you would probably come from a different space. The easiest way to, to, to yeah, the easiest way to forgive others is to never conge, to never to, ugh, let me start over with that. The easiest way to forgive others is to never condemn them, never judge them, never label them. Instead, listen. Do your best to get in the shoes of those other people and see their world through their eyes. See them through the eyes of understanding instead of judgment and criticism. Just like Atticus Finch said in To Kill a Mockingbird, you just need to get in other people's shoes and walk around them for a while. That would cause a lot of our hatred to go away, a lot of our anger to go away. There's that old expression that says, that an eye for an eye makes both people blind. I heard a story one time about this uh, man who decided to open up a shop. And he was selling uh, lots of goods and things. And the guy across the street had been in business for a long time, and he started to see some of his business go away because of this new shop owner. And he was mad. So he started doing little things to sabotage his neighbor. And then when that guy saw what was happening, he did the same thing back to the shopkeeper. And they had this little battle going on. Anger, revenge, back and forth. And apparently the, the angels up in heaven were watching all this go on. So they decided that it was, enough was enough. So an angel came down to one of the shopkeepers. He said, look, uh, up, up in heaven we're tired of seeing all this anger and this rivalry going on. So I've got a deal for you. I'm willing to give you anything that you desire, anything but just know that whatever I give to you, I will give twice to your, to your uh, neighboring shopkeeper. Whatever you want, I'll give it to you, but your neighbor will get twice as much. And that shopkeeper thought for a moment, and he turned to the angel and he said, what I want is, to, is for you to strike me blind in one eye. Yikes. That is that, that goes along with the eye for an eye that makes both people blind. And when you are angry at others, I mean, you're holding on to stuff with other people, it hurts you as much as it hurts them. There's a quote that goes, that holding on to anger is like grasping a hot coal with the intent of throwing it at somebody else. But you're the one who gets burned. Catherine Ponder has a nice quote. When you hold resentment towards other people, you are bound to that person or that condition by an emotional link that is stronger than steel. Forgiveness is the only way to dissolve that link and to go free. Anytime we're mad at people, it's like we're clinging to them. We can't let go. We're, it's not maybe just we're clinging to them. We're clinging to memories. We're clinging to emotions. One of my favorite stories is about two monks who were walking down the road one day. And it had been raining a lot. And these two monks had taken a vow of chastity, which meant they, they could not talk to women, look at women, uh, you know, have a girlfriend, anything like that. So they had both taken that vow of chastity. And they came down to the bottom of a hill, and there was a, a stream that normally was, you know, maybe um, six inches uh, deep. But because of all the rain, it was, it was like waist high and was raging. And there was a woman standing by the edge of that little stream in a long dress, 
And she was looking back and forth like she didn't want to cross over because then she would ruin her dress. One of the monks, without saying a word, walked over, picked her up, and carried her across the stream, gently set her down, and she walked off. The other monk came across, and the two of the monks went the opposite direction. After they'd been walking for about three hours, they stopped to rest. And the one monk turned to his friend. He said, I can't believe you did that back there. I can't believe you, you picked up that woman and you carried her across the stream. We're not supposed to talk to women. We're not supposed to touch women, and yet you did that. I can't believe you did that. You broke your vow of chastity. And the helpful monk looked at his friend. He said, you know what? I did carry her across the stream, but you still seem to be carrying her. So you might want to think about what are you carrying around with you? What kind of baggage? What kind of resentments? What kind of anger? What kind of hate or revengeful feelings? You might want to think about that and start letting go of those. Forgiveness is one process to do that. And the forgiveness is not to say it was okay that somebody did something to you. The forgiveness is your way of saying, I'm done carrying all this anger around. It's, it's holding me back. It's making me upset. It's making me have a hard time falling asleep. It's hurting me. So I'm willing to let go of those emotions. I'm going to let go of you. I forgive you as a way of, of forgiving me the chance to move on from all this negativity. I think the other part about anger is that sometimes people feel like we need to be angry sometimes to set boundaries, that people who are that way have a lot of courage, they're brave. There's this, this sense of that in the culture. But Buddha had a different view of that. One day he was sitting and he was teaching his followers some lessons. And a general from the army came stomping up. And he was very, very angry. And he started screaming at Buddha, yelling and screaming and cursing. And Buddha just sat there very calm, and he just kept smiling. And the general, of course, got angry at that. So he started yelling louder. At one point, he even took his sword out and threatened Buddha's life. And Buddha continued to sit there calmly. Eventually, the general got tired because he had no response. So he, he put his sword back in its sheath, and he stomped off. When he was gone, the followers looked at Buddha, and they said, I can't believe you didn't do something or say something. He was being so disrespectful. He would threaten your life, and you just sat there. We don't understand. And Buddha smiled, and he said, if someone offers you a gift, and you refuse to accept it, to whom does the gift belong? And the followers said, well, the person who, who offered the gift. And Buddha said, that's right. And it's the same with, with things like anger. That's a different kind of power. That's a different kind of courage. And I think we need more of that kind of courage and power in this world today. Instead of this aggressive sort of back and forth, eye for an eye kind of thing. There's a quote from Chief Red Eagle. It says, angry people want to see how powerful they are. Loving people want to see how powerful you are. Let me say that again. Angry people want to see how powerful they are. Loving people want to see how powerful you are. Another quote from Buddha. In this world, hate never yet dispelled hate. Only love dispels hate. This is the law, ancient and inexhaustible. You too shall pass away. Knowing this, how can you quarrel? Boy, we should, we, I wish this world would take those words to heart and stop returning hate for hate, anger for anger, frustration for tr frustration. 
And it's easy to, to look around and say, well, all this stuff is going on and people are angry, and etc. And I want you to remember, too, that I am seeing so many girls in my counseling practice. And these are mostly girls in high school and women in college who are so stressed out and so anxious. I think that's been true for the last five or ten years, but it's been really true the last two months. I've seen an escalation just in the last month or two. And some of it has to do with, with uh, school starting and all the uncertainty about that. But I think it's also an accumulation of just a lot of stuff in the last six months that's now just starting to surface. Kids always tend to mirror the adults around them. I think that's, what ha that's what's happening a lot. The adults around kids are frustrated and angry and scared and worried. Financial worries, losses, sadness. So despite all the stuff that's going on around us, there's a good quote that says, the weather of the day does not need to dictate the climate of the era. And I would change that quote to say, the weather of the day doesn't need to dictate the climate within. We aren't always in control of what goes on around us, but we do always have control over how we react to it, how we process it, and what's going on inside of us. We all need to focus on our insights, our emotions, our reactions to things, because we always have control over that. And a lot of people are getting frustrated and angry and anxious because they're focusing on too many things that they do not have control over. But you do have control over you. There's a good quote by Albert Einstein that says, be a voice, not an echo. And I would say, follow your heart. Start to figure out ways that you can take action in your own way, to take care of yourself, to take care of others. We need to bring more love into this world and less hate and less anger and less frustration and less revenge. The poet Rumi had a beautiful quote that goes like this. Be a lamp or a lifeboat or a ladder. Help someone's soul heal. Walk out of your house like a shepherd. Oh, I love that quote. Walk out of your house like a shepherd. Every day we have control over how we meet the world, how we show up. Spend some quiet time deciding how do you want to show up in this world today. No matter what's going on around you, how do you want to show up and treat people? Uh, is Israel more uh, Ayivor, A-Y-I-V-O-R, however you say that, has a beautiful quote as well that goes like this. One word can end a fight. One hug can start a friendship. One smile can bring unity. And one person can change your entire life. I tend to add to that quote by saying, and one girl can change the world. Because I like to empower girls. And that's so true. Are you showing up in the world with anger and frustration, criticism, judgment, things like that? Or are you showing up in the world with a smile and with a hug, with, a, with two good listening ears. Focus on that. Let me end here with a story. This is one of my favorite stories, and it goes along with this topic, and it goes like this. There was a, a little town one time that decided to have a, a contest, and the contest was to see who could draw a picture of peace, P-E-A-C-E. They wanted to see who can draw the best representation of peace. So all these people in the town, kids, adults alike, did their drawings. And the result surprised everybody. 
because the winner was not a, a picture of hearts and rainbows and smiley faces and, and a smiling family. It was a lot different. The winner's drawing looked like this. It was an outdoor scene of this like mountain cliff, like jagged cliffs, and there was a huge storm going on. There was like big, uh, dark black clouds. There was lightning bolts coming down from that. There was a heavy rain in this picture. So at first glance, you'd say, how is that a picture of peace? But when you looked a little more closely, what you would notice is in a little crag in the, in the cliff, there was a bird's nest. And there was a mother bird sitting on that nest, nest with three little baby chicks uh, below her. And the idea of this drawing was, peace isn't always like you know roses and everything is just perfect. Peace is like you need to find your own peace within no matter what's going on around you. That's why they want that picture won the drawing contest. So I want you to be really mindful of what you're putting out to your children, to your spouse, to your neighbors, co-workers, co-workers and what you're putting out to the world. Buddha said, I'll say it again, in this world, hate never yet dispelled hate. Only love dispels hate. This is the law, ancient and inexhaustible. This world needs more people who are listening and understanding, who are loving, people who are there for each other, people with kindness, inclusion. Um, So each of us has a role to play in that. So I would focus on that instead of what other people are not doing or are doing. I appreciate you coming by every two weeks for these podcasts. I'll be back in two weeks with another one. And I will also be back next week with a blog. I haven't picked a topic for that yet. I would love feedback on these podcasts and blogs. So you can always write, uh, write me at uh, drtim at drtimjordan.com. Also share these with your buddies, with your friends, people who you think m- might like this. Um, remind yourselves that Even though there's a lot of things we don't have control over these days, there are a lot of things that we do have control over. Focus on those. Thanks for dropping by. I will see you back here in two weeks. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.